G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Some people look at themselves in the mirror and think, what a wreck. What could God ever do with me? But what if he doesn't see us the way we do? What if he has a plan? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program today as we take another look at life, your life, from a different perspective. Yesterday on the program, we were talking about the fact that it can be a lot easier to believe in something way out there, something spiritual, something crazy even, than it can be to believe that anyone or anything could improve the lives that we're living right at the moment. How could anyone take a beaten up old wreck like me, me for goodness sake, and do anything with me? I want to be the me I was meant to be. I I want to live the life I was meant to live. But it all just seems impossible. And you know, so many people have that problem. I had that problem. It's just incredible to me how easily we put ourselves on the scrap heap, how easily other people throw us on the scrap heap, how easily society throws us on the scrap heap. There seem to be these unwritten rules. You're worth something if you're beautiful or you're wealthy or you have some talent that others really enjoy or you live in this sort of house and drive that sort of car and if you fit into this mould, then really you are one of the beautiful people. You are worth something, right? Then life throws some horrid things at us. I'm 53 years old now. I've been through some tough things in my life as I'm sure you've equally been through some difficult things in your life. And so we feel as though we've been spent, as though our use-by date has passed when those things happen. It's interesting to me that back in Jesus' day, there were plenty of very ordinary people like you and me, people who weren't rich or powerful, and some of them were even outcasts in society. I mean, if you were disabled in some way, blind or lame, you became a beggar because there was no social welfare system in first century Israel. If you had certain types of diseases, leprosy for instance, you were an outcast. If you had certain types of occupation, a tax collector, you were an outcast. We have an amazing propensity as people to push other people away for all sorts of different reasons. And sometimes it's not even that we're being pushed away so much as well. We can have an unhealthy perception of ourselves, low self-esteem it's called these days, or an inability to trust people. There are so many different things from within and without that can act to isolate us, to make us feel as though we don't belong. And the tragedy of all that is that people live their lives not belonging, not feeling loved, not feeling accepted. Where do you go? What do you do when that happens? That's the question. Each one of us, each person is valuable. You're valuable. You're beautiful. You have gifts and abilities that could have such a great impact in this world if only other people could see that. If only, let's face it, if only we could see that about ourselves some days. But how? There's a beautiful poem by Myra Brooks Welsh. I'd like to share it with you today. It's called The Touch of the Master's Hand. Maybe you've heard it before, maybe you haven't, but it's really worth listening to. Here it is. 
It was battered and scarred, and the auctioneer thought it scarcely worth his while to waste much time on the old violin, but he held it up with a smile. "'What am I bidding, good folks?' he cried. "'Who'll start the bidding for me? "'A dollar, a dollar, then two. "'Only two, two dollars. "'Who'll make it three? Three dollars once, three dollars twice. "'Going for three, but no.' From the room far back, a grey-haired man came forward and picked up the bow. Then, wiping the dust from the old violin and tightening the loosened strings, he played a melody pure and sweet as caroling angels would sing. The music ceased, and the auctioneer, with a voice that was quiet and low, said, What am I bid for this old violin? And he held it up with a bow. A thousand dollars? He'll make it two. Two thousand. He'll make it three. Three thousand once, three thousand twice, and going and gone, said he. The people cheered, but some of them cried, We don't quite understand. What changed its worth? And swift came the reply, the touch of the master's hand. And many a man with his life out of tune and battered and scarred with sin, his auction cheap to a thoughtless crowd, much like that old violin. A mess of pottage, a glass of wine, a game, and he travels on. He's going once, going twice, he's going, and almost gone. But the master comes, and the foolish crowd never can quite understand the worth of a soul and the change that is wrought by the touch of the master's hand. It's only now, that, as I look back on my almost 20 years of living my new life, that I can see how I've become the me I was meant to be. I keep stressing this, but I am not here to tell you what to believe or how you should see the world. That's something you need to figure out for yourself. What I can do is tell you how all this has played out in my life. 20 years ago, I was experiencing deep rejection and I had this sense of worthlessness. I'd been rejected by someone and it was like I lost everything, all my hopes, all my dreams, all my future. I was just like that dusty old violin, truly. People don't expect the guy on the radio to talk about himself like that, but that's how it was. I just couldn't see beyond tomorrow. I couldn't see how I could ever be useful again or achieve anything again or, or become the me I was meant to be. And who the heck was that anyway? But there's something you have to realise about a dusty old violin. It's still a violin. Maybe it's been neglected. Maybe it's been disused. Maybe it's somewhat out of tune. Maybe it doesn't look that nice anymore. But it's still a violin. All it needs is someone to see it for what it is. And that's someone. That someone in my life was Jesus. This God they talk about, who appeared so irrelevant to me for most of my life, was the one that stepped forward to show me what I was worth. And, and that's what we need to know. What am I actually worth? What is each one of us worth? And that right there was the most amazing experience of my life. In fact, it still is, knowing what I was worth. That battered old violin. You and I are made in the image of God. You want to read about that? Go to the very first chapter of the Bible, the book of Genesis, the first page, and it'll tell you God looked at everything he'd created and he said, let us make man in our image, male and female he made us. Our mistakes, all that stuff that life throws at us, can definitely make us look and feel like that old violin. But you know, all it needs is for the master to come along to tune the strings, to strike up a tune, and all of a sudden, everybody else remembers what they'd forgotten. It's a beautiful old violin. 
Within a few months of going through all the things I went through that time 20 years ago, before my emotions had had time to heal, before I'd been able to struggle through things, God called me to do what I'm doing now. I began producing radio programs, and it was hard, and it seemed like five or six or seven years went by. And then all of a sudden, you know, God did some amazing things. I'm now wonderfully and happily married. I have a beautiful wife, Jackie, and we have such a great relationship, and we're so blessed. And I'm doing what it is that God made me to do. And people looked at how quickly all that seemed to have happened didn't happen quickly from where I sat. took forever from where I sat. But people said, my goodness, what's happened? How is it that you're on the radio and you're speaking with all these people and, and how is that? Nothing to do with me. I was just a battered old violin in the corner somewhere, washed up. But then there was the touch of the master's hand. And he came along and he struck up a tune and he knew exactly who I was and what he'd made me to be and, and what the tune is that he wanted to play through me. And he put me in that place and that's what I'm doing today. And that same God, that same Jesus, is here today to meet you in the place where you are right now. remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time Monday, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.